The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit KMmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun, entertaining style. Please join me, Kevin McDonald, and my friends as we bring new thoughts, terrific people, and creative ideas directly to you. Please join us right now for Positive Talk Radio. And welcome everybody to Positive Talk Radio. It's a Monday morning. It's nine o'clock. I hope that you're on your way to work, and uh, uh, we've got a wonderful, wonderful way for you to start your week today. And we're going to be talking with her in just a moment. But first of all, I have to, I have to say hello to my friend Benny. Oh, good day. Thank you, thank you. Please, 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 please. It's not about me. Oh, and there we go. See, I told them to be quiet right away. They listen. They, they listen. They, they cut themselves off right, right on cue. It was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I got a question for you, sir. All now right. you're you're a young buck and and you're healthy and all Boy, that. Thank you. And uh, I I don't imagine that you spent much time in a hospital. No. Uh, last time I pretty much was there, uh, one of my sons had a little bad reaction. Um, he got stung by a bee, so he kind of got a little swollen in one area. And before that, it was pretty much when they were born. Now, so that was about ten years ago. As I'm yeah, trying to find wood around here to knock on. But exactly. So it's okay. I had something happen, or uh, a close relative of mine had something happen over the weekend uh-huh. that I had never heard of before. Okay. And so I, I just thought I'd share that just real quick, and then we're going to get into talking with Natalie, and she is a confidence coach, and she's going to help you change the way you think about yourself. But first, um, you know what? They, when they say it's a semi-private room, semi-private. Well, yeah. What that means is that you have a roommate who's also in the hospital and is not very happy either. Yeah, and they're in the same semi-private room. And they're in the and it's a roommate yeah. that you have no earthly idea how nope. they got there or who they are or what's what their deal is. Right. And you all share share the same bathroom and all that. Kind I thought of you were stuff. gonna say shave. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, <laughs> no, 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 no! We don't do not do that. No, English is my second language. Yeah, but good. in any event, um, I, I, something happened that I was just amazed at. Because uh, and so I've got I've got a riddle for you. When is a um, um, shared room not a shared room? Or when a, a uh, what what did I call it? Uh, oh man, I hate to, I hate it when I screw up a joke. Oh boy, the, Kevin. Uh, no, <laughs> when is a semi-private room not a semi-private room? Oh, um. Yeah, it'll take me too long to think. I'm a thinker on riddles, so I don't want to waste anybody's time, but I, I don't know. When your roommate happens to be an inmate and, and, his, and he is uh, um, um, strapped to the bed and he's got two policemen on a 24-hour watch oh, boy, and they oh take turns. And then you're the poor sap in the other bed mm. that is trying to sleep and get better and stuff. And, and you got people coming in and out all the time. So yeah. So that happened to my relative over the weekend. It was just awful. So the semi private room, was it one with like the big like uh, curtain? <laughs> well, they got a curtain, but but there were men with guns. I understand that. I was just room. saying maybe you can, you know, strike up a conversation while you're at it through the curtain. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's you, what is any event? I just I just had to share that because right. it was 
And I never heard of such a thing. I, I thought maybe they put inmates in a special wing or someplace where they could, you know, be by themselves. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, who knew? Times are a little different gonna... now, though, Kevin. I mean, things are a little bit kind of clogged up at the moment on the, uh, you know, hospitality or uh, hospitality, the hotel, <laughs> that too, I guess. Hospital rooms, I should say. Yep. So, uh, you don't get... yeah. Had she had the opportunity that, you know, if they were making reservations, it would be like, well, there's going to be an inmate with you and he's going to have a police escort. But, oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure like there's a checklist. <laughs> like, nope, yeah. I don't want that room. Nope, nope, yes. Oh, you don't, you don't even get a discount. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so in so in any event, I just I just had to share that because I've, I've been thinking about it all weekend. It was kind of weird. Did you ask him uh, if you could try on any of their tactical uniforms? <laughs> exactly. I would have. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't All talked right. to her yet about it, but I, I'm sure it was. Okay. It was quite the thing. Our but, best to whoever was in there. And sorry, uh, it just kind of yeah, kind of one of those situations, huh? Not a thing you can do about. It. Nope. That's one of those things that you get into it. Not a thing you can do about it. You have to make the best of it. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why we're going to talk to uh, the guest we have on yeah. today. Is she is her name is Natalie Playmondon Thomas. She has eight best-selling books. She's been doing this work for over 30 years. She's impacted 100,000 audience members, and she's combined 10 years of experience in human resources, 25 in sales, and over 30 in the fitness industry. And she is a wonderful lady. I've had her on my podcast before, and I've been waiting to, to get her back because she is just a dynamic individual. Natalie, how are you today? Kevin, Benny, Seattle, welcome. I'm so excited to be on your show again. I'm so happy that you invited me. Thanks. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. And that, that was applause that Benny was doing. Oh, I got more if she wants it. <laughs> Bring it in. Bring it on. Yeah. You you are an incredibly positive individual and works with and you and you're kind of like what you call a confidence coach. You help people regain the confidence or gain the confidence for the first time that they never had, that they grew up with a story that they told themselves that didn't make any sense, but it's what we believed and and you help people with that, don't you? That's right. And it's it's interesting because somehow everybody is victim of negative self-talk, right? Like we, we trash talk ourselves all the time. Like it's just 70% of our thoughts are, are negative, like following some research that, that I've, that I've looked into. And, but we don't talk to other people like that. Like you don't walk around telling people, Hey, you look fat in these jeans or, Oh, you're starting your own business. It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Like we don't, we don't say that to people. We wouldn't have any friends if we talked to them the same way we talk to ourselves, but somehow we talk to ourselves like that. Like this negative self-talk is eating us alive. Like it's not serving our confidence at all. It all starts with the way we think and the, the, the way we talk to ourselves. And I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I haven't been there. I've been there. Trust me. Gosh. Why do we do that to ourselves? So somehow there's um, there's a, b many parts of the brain. So I, I've studied neuroscience and, and I love everything about the brain and it's so powerful. It's um, astonishing, the power of, of the mind. There's two different parts of the brain that, that can explain and answer your question. So there's the logical mind and then there's the unconscious mind. So before I get into the unconscious mind, which is 
at the root of why do we do that to ourselves, your question, I need to tell you a little bit about the logical mind. So the logical mind um, can handle five to nine pieces of information at a time. So that's, that's your voice inside your head that talks to you all the time. And this voice inside your head is normally trash talking you. Um, but you can multitask like you can go grocery shopping now at the same time that you're on a meeting on your phone and still at the same time keep your kid from falling off the cart and still notice the guy in blue at the back winking at the girl in the seafood department you know like you can notice all this at the same time right we multitask but have you ever noticed like let's say you're driving to a new address. It's a beautiful day, windows are down, music is on, and you start getting closer to that new address. So you slow down and you start looking at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever caught yourself, Kevin, having to lower the volume on the radio? <laughs> as you're, uh, right? As you're looking at the numbers on the houses, right? <laughs> like, it, like, why is that, that that the volume will make you see the numbers better? It's because five to nine pieces of information is overwhelmed very quickly it's not that many because you have the foot on the brake the foot on the accelerator there's the red light ahead there's the kid that's about to cross the street the lady that might cut you off and then in the car next to you there's this dude winking at you gross so when you add looking at the numbers on the houses the music becomes the one too many right so five to nine isn't that great and we've learned earlier that 70 percent of our thoughts are negative so we're not like that logical mind is not serving us. And most people live at a logical level and living at a logical level is like this. You're always running out of time. You have this big goal. Let's say you're an entrepreneur, you're building your business and then you're, you're getting up at 5 a.m. and then you do your meditation and then you have to find new clients. Oh, and you have to start a podcast and you have to post on social media and you, you have to take your kids to school and sport in between your meetings and, and you have zero life balance. You're exhausted. You still have paycheck to paycheck and you feel like you're getting farther and farther away from your dream life. And it's like you are trying to uh, fly to Los Angeles, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to New York. It's never going to work. Like the, the aircraft is exponentially so much more powerful and fast that even if you work really, really hard, you're never going to get there if you stay in that aircraft. So a lot of people come to me, Kevin, and they say, how do I get off that aircraft? And I say, no, stay on the aircraft. Just talk to the pilot. Because imagine if you tell the pilot, hey, bud, do you mind turning around? That's where I want to go, right? Like imagine how much faster you're going to get there. So we need to talk to the pilot and that pilot it's the other part of the brain that i'm very excited about it's the unconscious mind so we've learned that the logical mind could handle five to nine pieces of information at a time the unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information every second okay five to nine for the logical mind 2.3 million for the unconscious mind that's where the power is we need to use and tap into that power that our brain can put at our service. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. How do we do that? How do we tap into that power? Two point what million? 2.3 million pieces I, of information. I want to know who the guy is who counted that up. But no. Who counted? <laughs> but, but, I, I, but, I, but I believe you because, you know, the, the uh, unconscious mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're still studying it. 
we still don't really totally understand the complexity of it and how it all works. Um, am, am I right in that or have they figured it out now? Oh, they, there's more and more, obviously. And, you know, this stat that everybody was, um, you know, throwing around of we only use 10% of our brain. Well, that, that's not true anymore. Like we really, um, we, we are using a lot more. There's, there's a lot more research. There's a, more, a lot more like quantum physics have figured out a lot of things. Uh, so, so there's tons more research, of course. Um, I guess what what I'm here to do is, well, first I'll, I'll finish answering your question. Why do we do that? Is because let's pretend that your unconscious mind is like a personal assistant in your head. That's the pilot of that aircraft. Okay. So that personal assistant is in your head with a notepad and a pen writing down everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. It's like their ultimate to-do list. So whatever you say, your unconscious mind is going to make it happen. Your personal assistant is there at your service. But the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, oh, I'm so tired. I am so stressed out. I think I'm gaining weight. So then your personal assistant goes, okay, I got this. Tired, stressed out, gaining weight. Perfect, tired, tired. What can I do for this? Oh, I know. I'm going to make him awake all night. I'm going to keep him awake so he's not going to be able to sleep. He's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. Stressed out, stressed out. What can I do? Oh, I'm going to make him delete a very important interview with a super important guest. I'm going to make him delete that in his calendar. That's going to be very stressful. Check. Gaining weight, gaining weight. Oh, that's an easy one. I can find a chocolate bar, something deep fried. And if I'll fail, more beer or wine tonight. Check. Right? So your personal assistant is just like keeping track of what you say and makes it happen. So we have to be very careful when we talk to our personal assistant, because the personal assistant has a lot of power, 2.3 million pieces of information every second, and it can generate the thoughts you don't want. It's like asking your contractor, I would like you to paint my kitchen not blue, because we keep saying what we don't want, right? And right. my clients do this to me. They come to me and say, Natalie, I don't want to be stressed out anymore. I don't want to rush everywhere. I don't want to be impatient with my kids, and I don't want to be broke. Okay, so your personal assistant just writes it down. Stress, rush, impatient, and broke. So your personal, even if you said, I don't want to, because the, like, let's do a test with your, with your um, audience right now. Everybody close your eyes, except if you're driving. Exactly. If you're, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. <laughs> a lot of you are just commuting to work. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you're not driving, close your eyes. And now with your eyes closed, do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. Do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. And now you can reopen your eyes. Did you see it? Oh, yes. Yeah? So be, even if I said, I said, do not visualize, but the, the, the brain has to process the whole information before it can negate it. So somehow... It's too late. It's already on the notepad and your, your personal assistant has written it down and it's going to make it happen. You know, even if you tell your contractor paint, I would like you to paint my kitchen, not blue. Then they start building the kitchen. They put everything together. And then when it's time to paint, the guy says, what color did they say they wanted again? Oh yeah. I think they said something about blue. Perfect. Got it. Blue. And then they paint it because we didn't tell them what we wanted. So we need to really pay attention to what we want and tell our personal assistant what we want, not what we don't want. So to your question, why are people doing that is because they told their personal assistant every morning that 
they wanted to be scattered brain or or they do something and say, oh, I'm so stupid. Perfect, stupid. I have to make sure that they do stupid stuff now because they said they wanted to be stupid. Sometimes it's their parents that told them, right? Oh, don't be stupid as a kid, right? And the parent is a royal voice, you know, like the personal assistant listens to your own voice, right? Your personal assistant, like my daughter has a dog and when she tells Harley to sit, Harley sits. That's awesome because Harley likes her voice. But if I tell Harley to sit, he doesn't sit. (laughs) 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 Because Harley responds to that voice. Like our personal assistant responds to our own voice, except for our parents. Our parents' voice are recognized by our personal assistant as royal orders. And if your personal assistant hears that, they say, oh my gosh, the master has spoken. The queen or the king just said something. So if you tell your your children, don't be stupid or don't forget your lunch or don't step in the water or don't come back late or don't, then their personal assistant hears from a royal voice, super important. Oh my gosh, I have to put that on top of the list. That's even more important. Even if our parents were morons and didn't know what they were talking about, because some parents say not so nice things to their children and they, they're just doing the best they can and they're going through stressful lives or they have lots of things to deal with. And they sometimes say the wrong things to their children and their children is going to really engrave that in capital letters on their uh, notepad so that the person, their personal assistant is going to really make it happen for them. So we have to be very careful when we talk to children and, and when we talk to ourselves. Absolutely. It's difficult because it's so easy that, you know, the voice in the back of my head is, is in the voice of my mother. And uh, that, that it's so easy for us to accept that as truth. When it's mm-hmm. and oftentimes, and we have to remember, I keep forgetting that when I was born, my mother was 25 years old. She was yeah. barely a child herself. And, yeah. and, so, and so I was like, uh, she was 30 when I was, you know, five or six. And she was like, uh, she was stressed out and would call you names and stuff, but she was only 30 years old. So she wasn't smart herself yet. Well, they do the best they can. And even very smart and wise people sometimes have a lot of emotion going on like you're you're in the kitchen preparing dinner thinking about your stressful day you had at work or bills you have to pay and you're super stressed and then your daughter comes behind you and says hey mommy and you go what and then you're like what what you know like you know the answer like everybody has this drawer with all the answers with with the perfect answer the perfect answer in that case was Yes, sweetie, what can I do for you? You you know it, you know this answer. You know you wanted to say that, right? But over top of, of this awesome person, this this you at your best self in that drawer, over top of that drawer, there's a whole bunch of crap that's accumulated. There's life experience, there's anger, guilt, hurt, sadness, uh, there's fears, there's anxiety, there's trauma, there's negative self-talk, bad habits, like a whole bunch of stuff that's accumulated on top. So then when you open the drawer, whatever is on top is what goes out. And some, some people get mad at their seatbelt in their car. It's just a seatbelt, but, but they, they've got so much anger from other stuff that's accumulated. So my job is to 
empty the drawer, get rid of all that stuff, get rid of all this overflowing emotion, like a powerful emotion is actually an ally. Once you understand the truth about anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, they're like delivery trucks. Okay. So let's say um, you are waiting at home for a package. The truck comes into your driveway and you're too busy. You don't open the door. Well, nowadays they just throw the package outside, even in the rain and they leave. Right. But uh-huh. in this, in this analogy, they don't, the truck stays there and idles until you receive the package. So this, this powerful emotion is only there. It's only purpose is to deliver this gift to you, this package. It's a positive learning. There's always a silver lining. There's always a positive learning. So this event is happening to you because you're supposed to learn this, but people don't have time. They don't open the package. They start feeling angry or they start to feel fear or have anxiety or super stressed. And then they have all this emotion and they're in front of their coworkers. So they're smiling. Everything is fine. Oh, everything is okay. I'm good. And then you go to, to your house at night and then your daughter is like, are you okay, mommy? Oh yeah, mommy's fine. We're good. Everything's good. So the truck stays in the driveway and idles. And then there's another truck that comes in. You know, you still don't open the door, still don't receive the package. And another truck comes in, another truck comes in. And, and after a while, there's like 50 trucks in your driveway of accumulated stuff. That's not bad. It's just gifts that you have not received, but their only purpose, because there's no negative emotion and positive emotion in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. All emotions are created equally. There's no positive or negative emotion. So the brain doesn't know the difference between anxiety or excitement. So if an event happens to you and you start getting really upset, Once you are in the feeling, tell yourself, oh no, there's a truck in my driveway. Then start saying, I wonder if I approach it with anger and fear. If you do that, your brain will, if you decide, if you choose that in your prefrontal cortex, it's a bad thing, you will shoot 1400 chemicals that will slow you down, like pollute your body, like cortisol, like a whole bunch of bad chemicals that will go through your bloodstream that will slow you down and you won't have all the energy you need to deal with this situation. So it's going to get worse. If you decide that this emotion, you go into curiosity and said, Oh, I'm feeling terrible right now. This is uncomfortable. Wait a minute. Oh, that means there's a truck in my driveway. (gasps) I'm receiving a gift. Cool. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to become better at something. I'm learning here. I'm growing. I'm getting to the next level of my life. This is amazing. Okay. And if you get excited, it will shoot different, very different type of chemical through your bloodstream. We'll send you dopamine, endorphin, serotonin, oxytocin, depending on the situation. If there's other people, if you're moving, if there's a lot of different chemicals, but bottom line is you will receive a feel good chemical through your bloodstream that will help you in that situation. So let's say you're on the, the highway and a guy cuts you off, you can get mad and you can say, oh, this jerk, blah, blah, just cutting me off. And then you start being angry. Or you can say, wait, I, what can I think? What can I do to make me feel better right now? And think, 
okay, I'm learning something. Well, maybe if I'm angry, it's because I'm going to be late at my appointment, but maybe I needed to leave earlier. Well, next time I'll just leave earlier when I go there. I got my learning. I don't need to be mad anymore because really what I was mad about is that this guy might, you know, make me late at my appointment. And, or if you say, well, the one thing that I do for people cutting me off is I say they're picking up their wife that is pregnant, that's just about to deliver and they have to get their ASAP. So that's the way it makes me feel better about this guy <laughs> that's probably a jerk, but whatever. So wow. I'm just pretending because we get stuck in traffic anyway. There's going to be drivers that are not paying attention. And so you might as well get used to it and not make you feel bad about it and let this add more stuff in your drawer. We have enough stuff as it is. We don't need to get into all these emotions when it's not necessary i don't know if, the, if any of this makes sense to you kevin oh absolutely absolutely i've got a, i have a question for you though and that is you know it's nine o'clock in the morning while well, it's nine twenty-seven in the morning on a monday morning there are people that are going to work who the last place they want to be is going to work and, yeah. and so i would love for you to give them a little bit of advice on how they can make their day today, not tomorrow or the next day, but let's concentrate on just today between now and when you get to work, how can they make today go better? That's right. So there's a lot of different things. Um, in my Think Yourself Confident course, there's, there's a lot of different tips uh, specifically to, to make your day better. Now, one of them is called the um, uh, oh my gosh, the price of admission. So the price of admission is if you think about going to a concert, you can choose a very cheap ticket. You can choose not to go at all, right? And pay zero and, and not, not be able to get the entertainment. Like it's, think about your favorite band or your favorite artist, your favorite movie, your favorite anything. And then you get a chance to see them live on stage. You can pay for a cheap ticket that would be like behind the stage. You can't hardly see them. And actually the sound is really bad and you can hardly hear. You can pay a little bit more to be in front of the stage, maybe way up. You can pay more to be down a little bit lower on the field, or you can have VIP tickets right at the front. You can even have a badge backstage ticket and have private conversation with the band after. And it's all the price of admission. So think about you're sitting in your car going to work. Y right now you're paying the price of admission. So choose what it is that you're paying for. And is it worthwhile? What are you, why are you going to work? More likely, if you hate your job that bad, you're in the wrong field, right? Like if, if, it's, if it's that bad, you're in the wrong field. Usually it's just that we don't feel like it because it's Monday, but as soon as we get to work, we kind of like what we do. But what we don't like is this jerk that we work with. We can't stand him, right? Because people don't quit their job usually. They quit the, the coworker that they don't respect. Or, and, and I do a lot of, of corporate work uh, to get people to get along. But very often you quit the boss that you don't respect or you quit the coworker that you can't stand. So there, is it really your job that you don't like? So have a look at that also, right? And your job is giving you something. It keeps in, it's keeping you busy during the day, right? And it's giving you a salary, more likely. People get paid. And with this, 
what you can do is is you can feed your family <laughs> you can put a roof over your head like this is this is what you get that's the the concert you get to to see if you didn't have that job and a lot of people lost their job uh during the pandemic you still have one so why are you you know gr- grouchy about having to go to work while there's so many people that would kill to have your job so one make sure you're in the right field that you like what you're doing find out what are your skills what are the things that you're really good at and see if you could not find something that would fit in the area of expertise that you really like if it, if it's really the job that you don't like or if it's the coworker well there are ways to get along with people and i'm happy to help with that like there's a lot of um ways to to respect um the differences between people there's different type of personalities there's ways to communicate better um so so this is all into try to identify exactly what it is that you're not looking forward to and strike to think about your why what's the concert you're going to see what are you getting out of this job and are you ready are you prepared to to quit are you like so it's always your choice at the end of the day we always have a choice nobody's making you have this job you chose it you you said yes when they hired you so you can choose to be miserable going to work every day and feel terrible every day or you can choose to be excited about going to work and it's you're still going to have to work all day might as well be excited about it like make up yourself a story in your head that will serve you right like i don't know if that makes sense at all Oh, absolutely absolutely. Well, I and you know, Natalie, I had a had a friend, high school or a um um friend that I had when we were young, and he used started calling me at like ten o'clock at night, uh, after a certain number of rum and cokes, and he would start to talk to me about, you know, his job and how he hated it and he was stuck and I, I said, Well, why don't you go do something else? Well, I can't, I don't know, you know, it's and stuff and he continued to do that until one day I, you know, he would call me up and he was, of course, uh, three sheets to the wind. Uh, that's, by the way, that's an old extra expression for drunk. And, uh, oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know that one either. And, it, and, uh, um, and I said, you know, you really need to make it, you need to decide what you're going to do. You need to make a change because if, if this is, this is ruining your life. If you're spending so much time thinking about what you don't want, then you're not going to, you're going to get what you don't want and it's going to be yeah. worse. And, yeah. and so, so if you like the job, look at it like it's a challenge and I love it and I'm going to, and I'm going to do well at it. And if you don't like it, quit and do something else. He never called back. <laughs> because <laughs> That's what people do is, is that we get stuck in, in our misery and we yeah. tend to stay stuck in our misery because it's comfortable. Uh, it's what we know. How do you t- how do you help people break out of their misery? I know you do this. How do you help them break out of their misery and decide that they're going to lead their best life? So I'll give you um, I'll give you a two step technique. So of course it takes um, different skills. It takes like right now you're asking me to tell your audience how to fill a cavity themselves. Let you know, and you're you're expecting me to say well use this toothbrush and this type of toothpaste with this floss and this mouthwash and this might help. Well, it's not going to help. If there's a cavity there, you need a dentist, you know, sorry, but yeah, I, I can definitely help your audience 
brush their teeth well and floss, they can do all that on their own. But if you have cavities, you kind of need a dentist that has special tools. You, I'm not going to teach anybody to, to, to fill their own, like to do their own fillings in their mouth themselves. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I do. However, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give your audience right now a two-step technique that um, will definitely give them a good head start. Okay. So just to start the process of breaking down these different limiting beliefs. So let's say, um, because we identified at the beginning that when we say something that is negative, our brain writes it down, like the personal system writes it down on the notepad and it makes it happen. So here's the two-step technique. You've heard of affirmations before, of Kevin? Course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So a lot of people do affirmations and, I, and I'm very sorry to say, affirmations don't work if you don't believe them. Like if I work, let's say with the Think Yourself Thin program with people that are highly overweight, it's not gonna work for me to say, okay, stand in front of the mirror and say, I am thin. You know, the surgery goes, no, we're not. Or with the Think Yourself Wealthy program with people that I work with people that are in deep financial struggles. It's, it's not gonna work for me to say, okay, put your hands on your hips, stand tall and say, I am rich. Because their their personal is like, no, we're not. Like, we're not. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, she must be watching a vampire movie. Vampires don't exist. I'm not writing this down. You know, like, it's just, this is total nonsense. It's a big disconnect. It's not making any sense at all. So your personal system is not even paying attention. So here's the two-step technique. If you hear yourself say, we'll take an easy one. Oh, I'm so stressed out. Okay, so you hear yourself say, I'm so stressed out, you want this to change, but you're stuck in this rut that you keep being stressed out all the time and anxiety and all this stuff. The first step is to talk about it in the past with I used to. Okay, so you hear yourself say, I'm so stressed out. And then you're like, oh, what did I just say? Oh my gosh, I was on on Kevin and Benny's show the other day. And then I heard this French Canadian girl could hardly speak English. She was mentioning something about a personal assistant and, and that now I just told my personal assistant that I wanted to be stressed out. Oh my gosh, wait, I have to reverse this. So here's how you do it. You say immediately, I used to be stressed out all the time. So you say it in the past. You say, even if, even if you're stressed out right now, you don't want to say it in the past, but say it in the past right away. I used to be stressed out all the time. So what happens right then is that your personal assistant looks at the list and says, oh, stressed out. I've got this right here in big letter on my list. That's right. Oh, you're talking to me. Uh, why are we talking about this in the past? Are we done with this? Am I scratching this from the list? What's going on? So, oh, now you've got their attention. So the second step is a progressive statement. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn, or I'm in the process of, okay? So you hear yourself say, oh, I'm so stressed out. Wait, step number one, I used to be stressed out all the time. Step number two, I'm willing to learn how to be more calm. I'm in the process of building a very relaxed life. I'm in the process of changing that. And sometimes it's just this, I'm in the process of changing that. I'm willing to learn how to change that. I used to be, I'm in the process or I'm willing to learn how to change that. So now your personal assistant is like, oh, we're changing that. Oh, we're willing to learn how to be more calm. We're in the process of being more relaxed. Okay, I'm gonna write that down, calm, relaxed. That's what I'm gonna be looking for from now on. So step number one, talk about it in the past, I used to. Step number two, 
I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of. So this will start, it's like if we're doing a renovation, we, we're taking a crowbar and we started to lift the countertop to start removing. Um, that, that's a big part of the, the DNA system. That's the system that um, got me recognized internationally the, in, in all my international number one bestsellers. The DNA system is, stands for DNA, D for desires. So the very first, first thing is you need to know what you want, right? So a lot of people make lists, right? Like if, let's say you're making, a, you're doing a kitchen renovation. Let's keep that analogy. So you're going to have a folder with samples of these cupboards. You want this backsplash, this countertop. You want this hardwood floor, the paint chip. You'll put all the samples in that folder, right? Because you need to have a plan of what you want in your kitchen. So that's the desire. You make a list. Like people make a, a, a list of all the things that they want. Or they make a, um, a vision board. You've heard of vision board more likely, right? A lot of, of people do that. Yeah, exactly. So this is the first step. It's very important to know what you want. The problem is a lot of people after their list or after their vision board, they stop there. Well, it's a folder with a whole bunch of samples. It's not a kitchen. You cannot invite people to eat in your folder. <laughs> like it's not a kitchen. It's not gonna work, right? We, there's not a lot of room for a lot of people in the folder. It's not a kitchen. And a lot of people stop there or they go straight to step number three. Step number three is to install the new kitchen. So they try to, create now like everything that they've put on their list and all the things they want they try to put their new habits into their life they try to create a new habit they try to to figure out how they're gonna um how they're gonna become more calm and more relaxed and then they they create a series of things they want to go to the gym to 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 be more you know feel better about themselves and then they want to do meditation or whatever it is that they want they try to install the cupboards over top of the existing cupboards in the kitchen. They put the island over top of the existing island. It's never gonna work because they've skipped step two. Step two is to gut out the old kitchen. You have to remove all the crap before you can install your new cupboard, your new island. So step two, that's what I do. We get rid of all the stuff, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, sadness, guilt, the limiting belief, the bad habits, the trauma, the, all the, I work with PTSD. I work with, there's a lot of ways that, that we can get rid of, of what is holding us back. We need to get rid of that before we can install. So the N is for new you. So we have to nuke <laughs> all the bad stuff if you'd like. And then the A is for actualized, because once we've removed the things that was holding us back, and a lot of people, um, spe specifically on PTSD, a lot of people have experienced trauma without, um, I do, um, the, the processes that I, that I use specifically for PTSD are recommended by the, uh, the US uh, District of Veteran Affairs. Uh, so we've worked with, tons of army veterans so it is working specifically for ptsd but you don't you don't have to have been to war to experience ptsd oh, no. i've helped clients that just had a motorcycling accident people that have a, a problem flying or they're afraid of crowds or they're afraid to speak in public a lot of ceos don't like to speak in public and they have to be eloquent in conferences when they talk to their uh to the whole staff or and so, so there's a lot of 
there's a lot of mini traumas that are holding us back. So we need to get rid of all that crap before we can go to actualize ourselves and then to really install these things and to, uh, because just a vision board, like it doesn't work to have just a vision board there. You have to know what you want. You need the first step, but it's not the end of it all. Because if, if vision boards alone work, everybody would be living on a deserted island, sipping martinis, driving Mercedes Benz like Benny, you know? <laughs> Thank you. He, he does love the martinis too, you know? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, I, I agree with you. We, we can make those changes, but it is always helpful if you talk to somebody that is well-versed in it because they can mirror back to you what you're saying to them and uh, they you can actually gain a lot more um, results more quickly. That's right. I wish I could speak English. Uh, um, you, <laughs> you can get results more quickly if you have a coach, somebody to help you do it. That's and, right. And uh, it's very specific because what we do, I, I do um, – want to make the, the difference. I'm not a counselor. So you said when you tell somebody and then they speak it back to you, we're not, we don't do any of this because I don't believe in, like, I don't have a couch and a Kleenex box uh, in my office, you know, and while well, I see clients on Zoom, so I don't make them lay down and cry and tell me all their stuff. Because when you, when you tell your story, your brain doesn't know it's not happening again. So it resends 1,400 chemicals through your bloodstream again. And, and the person that is at the other end, me listening to their story, I would be thinking, because my brain doesn't know it's not happening to me. So it would be polluting me as well with 1,400 chemicals through my bloodstream, listening to their story. So we don't talk about stuff. That, that's very specific in what I do because, and that's why probably I'm very successful with men because men don't like to open their heart out and, and talk about their problem. And we don't talk about stuff. We go straight to the learning. What have you, what have you learned from this? And I, some, some clients, I don't even know what happened to them. I don't need to know. We don't need to talk about it. And, and, and the proof is, let's say you're watching a horror movie, you're scared in your living room and you know that, you know that it's a movie like why are you scared you're safe you're in your pajamas you're in your living room right or when we watch this is us we cry well well i mean everybody cries when they watch that show but it, they know it's not happening to them but the brain doesn't know it's not happening to us so when you watch a sappy uh, movie you start crying and you're like well this is ridiculous like I know it's not happening to me but I'm crying anyway because the brain doesn't know the difference so whenever you tell what happened to you over and over and over let's say the guy cuts you off on the highway again and and you arrive at work and you start telling everybody in the lunchroom then everybody just received your anger and everybody just shot 1400 chemicals through their bloodstream and you just polluted everybody have you ever had a coffee with a friend that just dump a whole bunch of stuff on you and you feel terrible you feel drained at the end of the conversation right well, it's because your brain doesn't know it's not happening to you. So it just polluted you with all their stuff. So it's never a good idea to talk about your problems. I'm sorry. To, this is not, this is what I believe. And I know that a lot of different uh, people have different methods. And, and I think that whatever you're doing, it's working for you. Great. What's working for me and what's been very successful 
is going to the solution. Think about the event. What have you learned from this, right? And then we kick out that uh, negative emotion that was connected to it. We So the reconsolidation of traumatic memory is uh, to disconnect the emotional connection to an event so that potentially you could talk about the event with zero emotion at all, just like, oh, I ran out of toothpaste. I had to go to the drugstore and buy some more. That's it. You know, like it, it, there's no emotion connected to the event. That's what we're doing. We're disconnecting the emotional connection so that it doesn't affect you anymore. You know, it's interesting that that, that uh, the brain is so powerful. Um, have you ever done a, a virtual reality, done a virtual reality gaming machine? Yes, with the with the fancy glasses. Yeah, with the fancy, fancy yeah. glasses and yeah. stuff. My nephew has one of those and I made a fool of myself at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because they don't see what you see. And yeah. yeah well, <laughs> what's the weird thing is, is you have these glasses on and you can be like, suddenly you're in the sky. And you don't, and you look down, and there's nothing at your feet, other than it's just air. It makes you feel like it's absolutely real. And yes. even when you sit there and go, "Now this is a virtual reality thing, and I should not have it be having the physical reaction of that that I'm having of yeah. falling or 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 anything like that." And we do our brains do do that, and we do that. All the time anyway that's a, that's kind of how we're, we're wired isn't it absolutely like even in disneyland i remember my husband and i went with our grandson uh we're all sitting in these you know like fly over usa or something like oh, you're, yes, you're sitting yeah. in this thing and then there's a movie and then you feel like you're flying over and my husband had vertigo back then and i was kind of feeling sick and and our grandson is like super thrilled he's loving it and then he looks at my husband and he said, Grandpa, what's going on? And then Duff is like, oh, I'm not liking it. Like the, I, I kind of have vertigo. And he goes to him, he said, just put your foot down. <laughs> like we're just sitting on a thing, like just put your feet down. And then it was so obvious to him, but of course, but my husband thought that he was really over top of that cliff <laughs> that he was gonna, right? So yeah, the, I'm totally with you. Like, our brain does not know the difference. It doesn't. It's it's it really is amazing. By the way, we're talking with uh, Natalie, and Natalie is uh, Natalie Platham and Don and Thomas. Good job. Good, good I enough. knew I'd screw it up. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's got she's got a website which is uh, uh, Think Yourself Academy. Thinkyourself.com. Thinkyourself.com. Dot and it's uh, yeah. part of Think Yourself Academy. She's got all kinds of things if you go there. To, you can learn all about what she does and uh, and learn a tremendous amount of things. It's, it's pretty awesome uh, what you what you do. And you're you're right down. You're on the west coast, right? I'm on the west coast in Canada. So I'm just north. Uh, like I'm ten minutes from the border of Washington. I'm about two hours from Seattle. Oh, very yeah. nice. So, so yeah, you, exactly. we're, that's where we are. So, so you can come yeah. on down and, and, and so if, uh, you, if you would like to go take a trip up to Canada, you could do that and go see Natalie or she does zoom calls all the time and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. If somebody Absolutely. wants to get a hold of you, Natalie, how do they do that? Uh, go to, uh, thinkyourself.com or Natalie N A T H A L I E at thinkyourself.com. Or if you want to just book a virtual coffee with me, like if, Three fifteen minutes chat just to uh, have a quick chat. It's thinkyourself.com slash schedule. 
and then you can just book a virtual coffee. I, I, I can also give you a confidence guide um, that you could download. So thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. You will have in there the two-step technique plus uh, another uh, 14 different uh, tools you can use with questions um, for each of the layers of the brain, you know, to, to be reprogrammed in order to find that confidence. And that is absolutely, yep, that is absolutely free. So if you go to www.thinkyourself.com backslash confidence guide, that's something that you can download. And that would be a great introduction to the work that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Today, actually, in Canada is a holiday for us. It's family day. Today, today Today it's President's Day for us. Oh, okay. So it's a holiday as well. It's President's Day. Yes, Got and it. it's and we almost like all of our presidents, but I won't go there. Uh, <laughs> different topic. <laughs> different topic, indeed. Um, and we we've got just a few minutes left. And by the way, if somebody would like to call and ask Natalie a question, you've got like two minutes, and you can give us a call at four two five three seven three five five two seven. And what's next for you? You've been, you're an award-winning author. You were, I believe, and I was looking at your information that you were, you just received the 2021 Canadian Presenter of the Year Award. Yes. That's a big deal. That was very exciting, absolutely, for a French Canadian, because I I think I might have told you the story in a a previous life, Kevin. Um, I, when I started speaking, I was, uh, (laughs) I was, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I created this video, you know, we had three cameras because I needed a video reel to sell my speaking services. And then there was three cameras, one for the wide angle, one for the close up, and one from the back to see the large audience. But the problem was there was like 20 people in the room. So we kept asking people to move from one section to another. So then when we would put all the segments together, it would look like there was a large audience. And that, that video work, it got me a, a speaking engagement. So I got a call from an organization wanted me to train their sales force and they asked for my rate. Kevin, I didn't have a corporate rate. So I go uh, 250 and they say, okay, so for the four hour training, it would be a thousand. I almost uh, died because uh, yeah, I meant, yeah, I meant 250 for the whole thing, right? So I go, <laughs> yes, that's correct, $1,000. And I was like freaking out. Well, I got the contract, but when I, hung up the phone, I felt like a fraud because I was hearing this voice in my head. What? You're not a real professional speaker. You don't deserve a thousand dollar paycheck for an afternoon. See the video I had done to make the audience look bigger than it really was. And my made up corporate rate, none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because I felt like just me was not enough. I had this negative voice in my head telling me, huh, what you want to, what you want to be a speaker, like in English, you don't even speak English. Like I'm French, right? You want to write books in English? Are you kidding me? You're, it's never going to work. Like you're, you don't even speak English. So I spent the last decade stud after this studying neuroscience and trying to figure out a way to reprogram that voice inside my head. Because I remember that day sitting in my office trash talking myself after getting this huge well at that time there was a huge contract my rate is like 10 times that now but whatever at the time it was a big contract and i felt like a fraud and i thought i need to get rid of this voice in my head it is not helping me and that's when i spent 10 years studying neuroscience so that i could totally get rid of this and 
discover, create the DNA system. And that's the system I shared in my eight international number one best-selling books. I've written 60, 16 books in total. I've got this um, academy with like 16 online courses. And the, the system is at the base of everything that I do now. Um, because I had this negative self-talk myself for sure. <laughs> now, was there, was there a time when that negative thought said, I can't do this. There's too much. I've, there's too much to do. And I'm writing all these books and, and having clients and, and speaking and doing. And at what point did you go, hey, man, I'm pretty cool? <laughs> well, at one point, you have to drink your own Kool-Aid. And what really helped me was the people that were following me right? Because I would think about what they would expect me to tell them. And when I was thinking about helping somebody else, I always had the words to help them. So when I'm in the, because again, today, there are some things that I'm doing that are very in, like, like I have a, um, a keynote in Mexico in Spanish. Spanish is my second language, actually. Uh, but, but I don't, I don't work in Spanish. So now I'm very uncomfortable because I have to deliver my, my material in Spanish. And two days later, I'm in Quebec having to deliver it in French. So it's uncomfortable for me because I'm so used to working in English now. So I have to drink my own Kool-Aid and everything that I say, I always ask myself, what would I tell somebody if they were coming to me with this? What what process would I use with them? What tricks would I give them? And I have to drink my own Kool-Aid and, and do it on me. I'm a human too. We all have emotions. We all, and I have also fellow practitioners that will help me for some of the process that I can't do my own fillings, right? You know, like, yeah. So I, I, I do, I have many coaches myself too. So definitely, yeah. Well, we've got just about three minutes left, Natalie, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Hmm. There's one thing that um, people might not be aware is that they are awesome. And, and there's such a thing as the Olympic for the brain, you know, where they take all the most intelligent people in the world and then people that win these Olympics, they've studied their brain and their brain is average. That's what they found. So just letting you know that the most intelligent people in the world, somehow their brain works the same way that your brain works. So this is hope. This is to tell everyone, if you just learn how to use your brain, you can do anything because, because if the most, in, the, the, the most uh, those who have the biggest memory that can win these mental games have an average brain. Well, good news for you and I, because I'm probably having an average brain as well. <laughs> so more likely we're going to be okay. We're awesome. We're absolutely awesome. Just start tapping into the potential of your unconscious mind. It is, it is astonishing the power that, that you have and you are absolutely amazing. So remember that. So if anybody can do it, you can do it. Just You just need to practice and do it over and over until you get good at it. Absolutely. By the way, we've been talking with Natalie Plamonton Thomas. And if you go to her website, which her website, again, is www.thinkyourself.com. Find out all the information about her. She's an awesome lady. I've enjoyed our time together. Sadly, we have to go now, but on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, we've got Terry Rothity here, and she is a Canadian actress, 
Apparently, I love Canadians, so you guys are doing some awesome stuff. So anyway, Benny, I'd like to thank you. Natalie, I'd like to thank you. And you guys have a wonderful day. And be positive and take care of each other. And be kind, because remember, each other's all we got. We'll see you tomorrow. Or see you Wednesday.